Welcome to Speak Up, the Speech Pathology Australia podcast. This podcast series highlights conversations with esteemed contributors in the speech pathology space. We explore key issues in the profession in a short and easy to listen to format. In this episode, we hear from another member of the Speech Pathology Australia team. Mary Woodward is SPA's Senior Advisor of Justice and Mental Health. Let's listen now. Hello and welcome to the Speak Up podcast. My name is Marie Brown and I am the Manager for Professional Education with Speech Pathology Australia. In celebration of Are You OK Day, on Thursday the 12th of September 2019, I thought it very timely to introduce our listeners to the SPA Senior Advisor for Justice and Mental Health, Mary Woodward. Hi Mary and welcome. Hello. Mary is a regular contributor to the Speak Up podcast, interviewing a vast array of esteemed justice and mental health professionals. So Mary, are you able to give our listeners a brief outline of your role as the Senior Advisor of Justice and Mental Health and what your role involves? Sure. So my role is predominantly um, one of progressing with strategic advocacy for the association in the the justice and the mental health spaces and when I'm talking about justice I'm talking about youth and adult justice and also um, the intermediary use of intermediaries in the justice system and in mental health I'm talking about community and inpatients and across the lifespan so from early childhood through adolescent adult and um, psychogeriatrics and in terms of justice and mental health we're talking about um, all of the Australian jurisdictions, so all states and territories. Um, and so it, in terms of my advocacy um, or the advocacy of the association, that, that involves a lot of banging on doors, <laughs> um, making phone calls, emails, sending letters, etc. Um, and um, having meetings with um, other stakeholders and um, particularly with ministerial advisors and commissioners, etc., Um, and writing submissions in response to various consultations, whether they're they're consultations from the Productivity Commission or the Royal Commission or the Senate inquiries, etc. As well as advocacy, my role um, also involves providing quite a lot of member support, um, and that could be helping individual um, Speech Pathology Australia members who are are facing a particularly challenging situation or who are um, new to the field and are needing to connect with other people or access supervision, for example, Um, developing uh, practice documents on these areas um, and thinking about different professional development opportunities that that we might be able to create for our members to, to help develop the workforce. Mary, are you able to tell us a little bit about your background because we can detect an English accent there and also what attracted you to this emerging space in within speech pathology? Mm. Um, well, I trained in the UK. I think my accent probably gives it away. Um, and I, when I was working there, I was working predominantly in um, adolescent and adult forensic mental health, um, um, so secure secure care for the people who had been diverted out of the justice system um, because of uh, mental health needs. Um, And I also 
and worked as a registered intermediary in the witness intermediary scheme in England and Wales. Um, so I've, I've been working in the justice and mental health space for, I'm just trying to work it out, um, for oh, a good 13, over 13 years, I think now. Um, I probably shouldn't say that, it, make, it shows how old I am. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and I, but I moved to Australia um, in 2011 and so since then I've been working in, in a range of settings and um, so again adolescent and adult inpatient mental health not specifically forensic mental health though um, and I've been really lucky to be involved in research and involved in different projects within the justice system um, it was when I when I moved over here I was quite surprised by how few speech pathology roles there are in, in, or there were anyway, in the justice and mental health fields mm. across Australia. There's certainly more recognition for the role in, in the United Kingdom. Um, so I, I decided that given that there wasn't, a, um, there weren't jobs out there, I was going to have to start advocating for the need to be jobs. Mm. Um, so I, I began advocating for, for better recognition and support for communication and swallowing needs pretty much as soon as I arrived. Um, and then, thankfully, in 2017, Speech Pathology Australia um, created this role, and I was really thrilled to be to be given the role so that I can continue the advocacy, but this time representing our professional association and our members um, rather than just, just me in an independent capacity. Mary, I know that both you and I are very strong advocates for interdisciplinary collaboration and in particular interdisciplinary education uh, for better health outcomes for clients. Can you uh, expand on that a little bit for me and tell me what your thoughts are with regards to uh, collaborating with other professions and um, having access to collaborative education? Absolutely. It's, it's one of the reasons why I recommend that, that speech pathologists interested in, in these spaces go to um, other organisations, conferences, whether that's, you know, Australia, New Zealand Association of Mental Health or, um, or the Australia, New Zealand Society of Criminology, for example, because we, we can learn so much from other professions. I think sometimes we focus so much on getting our message across and being heard by other people. And of course, that's important. But we also can learn a lot from other people whose professions have been working in this space for a lot longer than ours and who have, have a lot of really interesting, valid experiences to, and, and knowledge to share with us. So Mary, I know that you've been working very hard and advocating tirelessly for speech pathologists within the justice and mental health space. Can you tell our listeners about some of the recent developments in this space uh, nat nationally? Sure. Um, it, it's one of those things that, that progress may, that there may be more change by the time um, people listening to this, this podcast versus when I'm recording it. But um, we've been really excited in, in recent years to, to hear about um, increasing roles for speech pathologists in trauma-specific services and services for um, children and young people in out-of-home care, um, in mental health and forensic mental health services, and in youth and adult justice settings. Um, so it's, it's, in, it's exciting to see those opportunities emerge um, both in terms of what that means for the for the clients 
um, but also in terms of other services and other agencies and other jurisdictions being able to see what's happening as, as a precedent and hopefully expand their services to meet people's needs better. We're also really excited that there are now, um, there have been pilots of, um, of an intermediary scheme in both New South Wales um, and in Victoria. And there's discussions and proposals around there being intermediary schemes in the ACT and in WA as well, although they haven't um, been approved at the time of recording anyway. Mm. Um, there's still a long way to go but but progress is is certainly being made and mary because there has been so many developments in the justice and mental health spaces nationally does this then inform our clinical guidelines and position statements absolutely yes and and again it's it's difficult to keep up um because as we as we write and develop um practice documents and review the literature by the time we've published um, a document, more um, research has, has come out. So it's, well, it's always impossible to keep up. But in last year, so in 2018, um, we updated the mental health practice documents. And the practice documents obviously include the um, um, position statement, the clinical guideline, the fact sheet. And we also developed an infographic as well um, around speech pathology and mental health. And this year, um, Myself and a, and, a, and a working party are developing speech pathology and justice practice documents, um, which will be hopefully helpful both in terms of advocacy by the association, but also by our members, and also as, as support for clinical practice of our members as well. So Mary, apart from our clinical guidelines and position statements, do members have access to any other resources with regards to the justice and mental health space that they can use? Um, the, there's other information available on the Speech Pathology Australia website, um, particularly around sort of medical legal issues, for example, um, resources for people who might be um, called as an expert witness, for example. Um, we are also in the process of collaborating with Origin the Centre of Excellence for, for Child and Youth Mental Health. Um, and we, we are going to be producing a series of webinars um, which are being facilitated by Speech Pathology Australia members who work in the mental health field in Victoria. Um, and that's looking at different aspects of communication and speech pathology and mental health. And we're doing a, a clinical practice guide with Origin um, again around communication and, and, and mental health and the, the main audience of those is going to be other mental health professionals so other um, clinicians and non-clinicians as well so not specifically for speech pathologists but we think that they will probably also be very relevant and interesting for Speech Pathology Australia members who might be new to the field or just interested in finding out more about the field. Um, and then the only other thing I think I should probably mention is the uh, member communities that we have on Facebook. There's a, a whole series of them, but the ones I wanted to mention particularly were the mental health member community and the justice member community. And they're fantastic platforms for members to connect with other people who are interested or working in these fields, um, sharing experiences, questions, resources, etc. Um, it's a really good way to, to connect when, when people might feel like they're the only person working um, in a particular service, but it's a good way to, to connect with other people elsewhere. So you know, it means that geography isn't a barrier to, 
to, to those kind of really, really important peer connections. Well, thank you, Mary, for your time today. Uh, I know that I really love working with you. I find you a very inspiring and energetic person. You certainly work incredibly hard for our membership in providing resources and advocating as well in the justice and mental health space. So thank you for your time today and um, take care. Thank you very much, Marie. We hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your colleagues. Thank you for listening and bye for now.